is it you're already for the ball fingers or we're like I'm, I'm just looking at the lyrics like at the end is it you're already or we're already while you've been out of the road waiting for new episodes we've been thinking of you and just what you need now that the show's underway guess we can call it a day you're what? all ready for the Bowfinger show to me that sounds like a like an itchy and scratchy thing like you're all ready you're all ready for the Bowfinger show. This is the two ways. It's fine. The intro will be like, while you've been out on the road. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> we'll just do multiple things. <laughs> We've been thinking of you And just what you need Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minute's hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy Bowfinger, one minute of screen time per episode. Whether you like it or not. You're ready for the Bowfinger Show. When you left Phoenix, it wasn't because you wanted to raise soybeans. You had to get away. Why? Was it because you wanted me and it burned inside of you? I beg your pardon? Come back to Phoenix. Stop this madness. Let me in on whatever mission this is that you're doing. Do you know who I am? Of course. You're Keith Kincaid. You come down from Wyoming with your damn UFOs. You bastard, bastard, bastard. Because you prefer alien love. Alien love? Why'd you say alien love? I must get my umbrella. You triggered the voices. Freddy, take me to Terry Stricter now. We got it. Strange people are coming up to me on the street, and they're speaking Jupiterian or Venusian or something. Okay, now. Strangers come up to you, and you don't understand what they're saying. What is that? Maybe they're fans? Crazy fans? No, they come. They talk to me. They speak to me. Only they speak in some secret white language that I can't decode. Well, howdy there, partner. Well, I didn't see you walking down the street. Fancy meeting you here. This is like that other terrible movie that we did. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was called. I don't even care. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Back to serious. Uh, you know that guy, Jim, that always asks us to talk about movies all the time? Yeah, I do. Well, he did it again. Ugh. <laughs> So here's what I want you to do. I want you to sing a song about it. Oh, what? Sing? What do you mean? Oh, no, I couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly. While you've been out on the road, waiting for new episodes, we've been thinking of you and just what you need. Well, that was unexpected. Alice, tell me a little bit about yourself. Before we get started, 
What's your what's your deal? What are you doing these days? What am I doing these days? Um I am in Lay Lay Miserable. Lay Miserable. Not Lay Whatever. I don't Lay Miserable. I'm not French. I don't know. <laughs> You're in it. You don't know how to pronounce it. That's fine. I'm sure the director is very happy with you. Oh yeah. Oh oh no no yeah. <laughs> we went through a whole thing where like we were teaching people no please it's not hello monsieur we're not trying to be super French but like monsieur monsieur monsieur. No, it's not Monsieur, <laughs> but... Oh, I wasn't yeah. expecting a, a lesson in not very French speaking, but how do you say that, not very French? Well, I mean, usually it's like Monsieur, you know, like that kind of... Sure, sure. You know, at least that. I mean, there's some things where we, yeah, we don't want to come off like, like I know, instead of saying like Paris, or, you know, or say Paris, don't, don't have to say Paris, you know, you can just, you know, be American about it, but... Well, where, uh, what, when's the next show? Where can people find you? Um, it will be in the beginning of June, and it will be in Rochester, New York. What, what are you up to? What have you been up to these days? Nothing. So anyway, <laughs> both in your minute. Uh, episode 36. That's what we're on, I think. Episode 36. Minute 36, for sure. Well, minute 36 opens in the middle of, oh, what's her name? Christine... Baranski, but I don't know where her, I don't, I don't remember any of the characters in this movie. I'm like, wait, Bowfinger, that's where he was, the director himself. Did I know that? Wow, why am I doing this podcast if I didn't, I think I knew that. I knew it at some point. Robert K. Bowfinger. You know wait, what? 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 No. MTB. I have to look this up now. IMDB Bowfinger. This movie is like 23, 24 years old. And then Jefferson Ramsey, not Kit, Jefferson Yeah, I feel like I didn't get anyone's names, really. Like, Daisy was... Yeah, I mean, that's crazy now that I even, like... Oh, I remember Daisy. Daisy's an easy one. Yeah. But Christine Christine Baronsky is playing Carol, right? Carol, yeah. Carol. And Carol comes up to Kit. He's in an outdoor restaurant. He's eating. He's just, just like, minding his own business. And she comes up and starts screaming at him a little She's an actress who's trying to act with Kit, who's an actor, and he doesn't know that she's acting with him. She just comes up and says all this crazy stuff about, you know, when you left Phoenix, it wasn't because you wanted to raise soybeans. That brings up a question for me, because that's how we start, right? She's berating him in in a outdoor restaurant in Los Angeles with her acting. And doing her best theater acting versus yeah. movie acting, which I think has been really right? interesting to see that. Kind of distinction. I mean, she, she plays a, a theater, you know, actress. I think maybe it was like. Yes, isn't that interesting? In this movie, when they want to show that the actors are movie acting, they theater act. Great big voices, great big gestures, great big projecting to the back of the theater kind of talk. Right. And it comes off as uh, it comes off as really cheesy. Like as a theater actor, how do you feel about that? No, I mean, I mean, I, I understand. It's just, it's... That's it's, what movie people think of you. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that's, that's scary. You do have to project to the back of the theater and make sure, you know, your diction is a certain way and, you know, just, you know, I mean, even in movies, obviously, they have their big dramatic moments as well, but, but yeah, I mean, it's so different. I mean, I'm such a big fan of... TikTok and I've seen for videos where they do like 
this is TikTok acting with like big exaggerated expressions and this is just, you know, how someone in a movie or TV show would, you know, say these lines and it's just it's it's really fascinating to me. Alice, say you're sitting in a cafe having a cappuccino. I don't know, do you like cappuccino or are you a tea person? I'm a tea girl, yeah. <laughs> I might know that about you. So you're drinking your tea and you're having a crumpet? <laughs> I I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what it was. If someone was like, hey, want a crumpet? I'd be like, I don't know. I'd have to try one first. We had a, like a crumpet shop or something like open up somewhere near me that I need to have a crumpet. I don't even know what it is, but I'm, I'm fascinated. <laughs> have you ever seen crumpet in your life? I don't think so. I mean, I am in America. <laughs> what do you think a crumpet is? Tea and crumpets. It must be some kind of biscuit, right? Yeah, something like that. I think of like a croissant type or like a, not like an apple, but I, mean, I love apple turnovers, but like that kind of like it's filled in with something like a jelly inside, maybe? I don't know. So you think it's kind of like a croissant jelly filled or has something inside? All right, that's it. We're ready to Google crumpets. Hold on, hold on, wait, because I want to guess too before we look. Okay, I think a crumpet is a type of cookie. Oh. Like a fancy, maybe a chewy cookie or oh. a really flaky cookie. Just some kind mm -hmm. of cookie situation. Okay. okay, are you Googling crumpets? Yeah. Okay, let's see what they are. Like an English muffin. What? Uh, and like people ask, what is a crumpet called in America? English muffin. And an English muffin was invented in America by a British immigrant. So we saw it as like an English style muffin. But I, I think now that I look at it, I think I was thinking of scones. I think that's kind of where my head was at a little bit more. Um, yeah, the skull. So, <laughs> so back, back to our point, you're sitting there point. drinking your tea, sure. dipping English muffins in it for some reason, mm -hmm. whatever. And, and some crazy woman walks up to you in theater acting and st starts accusing you of leaving wild. <laughs> Her air is well, Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, wait, no, no, I mean, yeah, just, you've come down from Wyoming, but also when you left Phoenix, yeah, I don't know, come back to Phoenix. Come you know what, he's Phoenix. been everywhere, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Phoenix, Phoenix Wyoming, now. screw it, Phoenix, Wyoming. <laughs> when you left Phoenix, Wyoming, it wasn't because you wanted to raise soybeans, so that's interesting. Where in the movie is he? Is he in Iowa? Okay, so we know that the actress... We know that the actress, Carol, mm -hmm. and that the actor, Kit Ramsey, are in Los Angeles right now. But as she's talking, as she's saying this, she's acting out a movie scene. And in the movie scene, where is Keith Kincaid at when she's confronting him? Because she's confronting him in a Los Angeles outside restaurant, and that's what they're filming. Yeah. But why would he be there raising soybean? Is that what we think of L.A.? That it's like, oh, you, your soy, but you're not farming there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I think of like, you know, you want your soy lattes, your soy, you know, milks, your designer milks, you know, that kind of like, you know, sure. like, you, you think of like vegan, vegetarian, California people, like that's kind of that stereotypical thing, but you're not farming, you know? Like you, you know? You're, not, you're not on Rodeo Drive. Yeah. Raising soybeans uh, for your lattes and for your milk. Yeah. I think that's I think that's more of a like Wyoming thing. <laughs> yeah. Could you raise soybeans in Ah, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Okay, so oh, yeah. yeah. That's the new game is what what else what would the rest of this movie have been? Like 
that's that's kind of what I want to know. Like, what's what, the context? What like, yeah, because we because we know the movie. He he is a action adventure star who's there's some kind of government conspiracy or something to cover up aliens. But aliens are gonna okay. Remember later in the movie they they take people's brains. Really? Oh my god! I just realized this. Mm-hmm. The plot, the alien plot of the movie is the same plot as. Oh. It's aliens taking over your body, over your brain. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and I, I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah. I never thought about that, but they've got a psychology like a cult that Kincaid is involved in. Yeah. I mean, I was right. I mean, I was, I was thinking about. Oh my gosh, that is absolute, you know, genius that they're coming up here with these alien concerns, and he's in a different part of his life. I think having alien concerns, although allegedly it feels like from the rest of the movie, like from the scenes at that, you know, Mindhead or whatever, like that they're talking about, no, there's no aliens, there's nothing, nothing is going to happen to you, no large hand is going to grab you, no. So it almost seemed like an anti this tongue, there's no aliens. So I don't know. That was, that was what was weird to me, too. Was the cult he was a part of was saying, no, 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 it's not real. If you were a part of a cult where you had to buy your way up the ladder in order to find out information, and you started out day one with, wait, really? Are you going to tell me that there's aliens? They would go, no, 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 there's no aliens. We promise. This is just about well-being. Oh, chill. So he might not be, he might not be far enough up the ladder. But then again... They send the limo for him, like their own personal mind, not f- mind. Right, mind screw. I was gonna say a mind head. I think mind head uh, limo. <laughs> yeah, but if the whole point is to believe in it, you know, you're gonna try to get them with like, yes, there are aliens. Yeah, but that's okay. It's about wellness. About you know, yes, there are aliens, but they're gonna help us be well, or you know, whatever. I mean, you you saw from the blow, but <laughs> well, yeah, Bowfinger sending these actors up to him with this alien conspiracy plot would yeah. be the perfect opportunity for Terry Stricter, the Minehead guy, to turn to his advantage. Like, oh, yes, there are aliens. Yeah. That's part of the very important work we do here at Minehead. Okay, so, so now we've got this. So now we've got it. Because she goes, you've come down from Wyoming. You've come down from Wyoming with your damn UFOs. Come down from Wyoming. He needs to go back to Phoenix. Like, maybe he went from Phoenix to Wyoming to L.A.? I mean, that's the other way I think of it. But, so come back to your original home. He's even traveling. Why is she mad at him? Carol is like, <laughs> kind of murdering three levels of actresses here. <laughs> Alice, as Christine, as Carol. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Carol is mad at him. He's like a bastard because he didn't come back from... Because he brought... Come down from Wyoming with their UFOs. He brought the UFOs. The UFOs in this movie are his fault. And it's because he prefers alien love. Oh my god. This because is really it, becoming psychology. He was, yeah, because he was really apparently into her and he didn't like that he was in love with a human and he preferred an alien oh she was his whatever yeah well that's why i love the thing about like didn't it, you know you wanted me and it burned you up inside right so that's what i was thinking that it was like you had to escape once you fell in love with me kind of thing once you 
Once you've got alien love, you'll never go back to human. That's right. I wonder why that is. What is it about alien? Probes. <laughs> That's from experience. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you from experience. No. <laughs> <laughs> all different kinds of, like, vibrating and twisting and turning and hooked. Different probes. <laughs> why does she have to get her umbrella? I'm trying to... Here, here's the thing. Look, so she's supposed to be a human. I'm assuming that he is also supposed to be a human. So, right. Because I'm thinking, like, umbrella, like, it's not raining. Maybe it's, I need my umbrella because it's too hot out because I'm an alien. Like, Michael Jackson was the only other person I could think of. But <laughs> would have an umbrella in the sun. Um, she's a rare people. But anyway, what this does is this, this triggers the voices in uh, uh, Kit Ramsey's mind. And now he has to go to, to Mind Hard. What's it called? Mind Head. I've got to write down the word mind. Because for some reason, when I watch this movie, I just don't mind fuck. Okay. Well, no, because they, they say it later on, and they, like, joke about it. So, he's already, ha like, he's already been someone that's been having hallucinations, right? I mean, if right. he's already, like, all the voices are back, like... Right. The real actor is having, is having hallucinations already. Eddie Murphy's. No, I mean, Kit Ramsey is. Well, you know what? Eddie Murphy, too, probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so so what level of infection up she's triggering voices anyway he already thinks there's alien he's already afraid there's alien, and that's yeah. why he's so susceptible to it. that's not something bowfinger knew though he just happened to hit upon it yeah exactly well that's why i thought that this movie's so smart uh, why did you think that there was aliens in the first place where did i now i want to know this prequel where did it come from you know <laughs> Bowfinger prequel, please. Like, what <laughs> a weird to thing to just suddenly, like, what trauma now? All right, now we gotta put on the a therapist hat, you know, my psychology degree hat, and be like, what trauma brought on this idea that they're aliens? So anyway, he goes to the office of Mindhead. Yeah, it's because someone jokes later on. That, you know, that it's the mind screw, mind whatever, yeah. So he jumps into a, uh, he jumps into a waiting limousine and roars off to the offices of Mindhead. And this is the second time he's been, uh, hassled by one of Bowfinger's actors in the movie, I think. I think the first time was... Daisy, probably. Yeah. Yeah, running up to him with the briefcase. I think something else that I just find fascinating in general was looking at the reactions of the people, you know, behind him that... You know, there, I mean, obviously, there's the, you know, guy doing the sound who's, you know, covering up in there as well. But yeah, I was thinking, you know, who's an extra? I know there were some people there. There was at least a woman in the scene who looked actually like very shocked. Like they shocked everybody sitting at that, or just about everybody sitting at that cafe. Like, what the hell is going on here? You know, like it almost seemed like they just found random people off the street and were like, all right. Well, these guys in the background, okay, there's this kind of redhead guy that seems to be eating a pie. Mm -hmm. He just looks amused. <laughs> yeah, like there's, I think, a woman in there looks like very shocked, but almost like, you know, it's the what would you do film crew. <laughs> but, you know, like, she, all right. Yeah, right you know? after she gets I mean, done yelling, bastard, bastard, Right, bastard. Yeah, what if someone, what if that just, right, like just some, some drama just started happening. I mean, what if you do, I always think about the, like, you know, what would... You do if something completely random starts happening, you know, just you're out somewhere, something 
absolutely crazy breaks out or you know you're sitting so weird i would think about like you know being in in college or in a lecture call what if two people just start you know aggressively kissing each other you know something like that what would happen would people be like what the hell would people what you know like (laughs) they're being punked you know you can tell these extras who who had their directions they yeah. do the big shot where she says, where she sings Umbrella and behind her, okay? If you mm-hmm. pause it right there. Mm-hmm. There's the guy who's looking at the menu and refuses to pay attention to what's going on. Right. In sort of the checkered shirt, right? That guy is just not going to look. But mm-hmm. the blonde girl in the back is looking on shocked. The two, the two people in front of her are gossiping about her. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't seem like a, you know, crazy deranged woman, but... Does that look like Christy, Christine Baranski to you? You know, <laughs> is Christine Baranski singing right now to Eddie Murphy? What's going on? <laughs> Although I feel like if you're already sitting somewhere and Eddie Murphy is sitting at a table, <laughs> you're like, what? If Christine Baranski comes up, okay, if you are just Alice yeah. from Rochester, New York, yeah, and you go to the Rodeo Cafe on Rodeo Drive, and you're sitting there, and Eddie Murphy is two tables away, right? And right. Christine Baranski comes up to him and starts singing to him. Are you just like, eh, that must just be LNA? Like, that's my expectations of what happens here. I think I, I'd definitely be staring. I mean, I know recent, you know, example, I guess. So, you know, like Jimmy Fallon, like he has, I guess, a friend in like a nearby town that owns like a, a, a bar. And so he came and he sang with the band for St. Patrick's Day, you know, and I, I don't know if he does this every year, something like that. He just has some buddy who lives in a small town nearby and he just sang with the local band for St. Patrick's Day, right? And if you're just there, Jimmy Fallon walks into your, you know, establishment, you're like, what the heck, you know? <laughs> right. But when you're on his territory, if you're in L.A. and you see Jimmy Fallon singing, you're like, well, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on, he's now at the offices of Mind Head with uh, Terrence Stamp. Good old Zod from Superman 2. Yeah, when I was watching it, and I was I have to look again because there were some. I was like, I, I recognize this man. I've never seen you know Superman ever, but what was the things? What were the things that I saw? Wait, he's alive. Why did I think he just died recently? <laughs> no, no, I genuinely believe I thought that I saw something like he passed away in the last year or two. That's funny. Yep, he's alive. So shocking. Okay. This movie was made in 1999, right? Mm-hmm. You were, what, seven in 1999? Three? How old were you? Let's see. Um, wait, hold on. I'm moving. I'm moving track. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that year you were born? That's all I'm asking for. So about like seven, seven ish, six to seven. You were six to seven. Okay. So now being what? 30? 30. Does this movie, does this movie stand up for you? Is there anything in this movie that makes you cringe and go, oh, that is not a movie of today. Interesting. Um, I mean, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's the opposite of what you asked, but it's just my first thought about like, you know, the way Daisy is treated, like it's kind of like. You know, in a bad way, but like, like progressive, you know, that it wasn't like Daisy was the one that, every, you know, every man is trying to get with her. Like she, you know, was like, I'm going to manipulate, seduce my way to, you know, get myself to the top, you know, um, 
which I mean kind of has that power of a woman aspect sort of thing um okay which yeah I mean obviously pluses and minuses there because <laughs> yeah but uh, trying to think what else I'm trying to even like like certain jokes because yeah that's true sometimes with comedies they do not do not stand up at all um I mean we we're just talking the other day about history of the world part one that absolutely does not stand up and I'm trying to figure out when I watch the the second one that just came out on Hulu. I wonder. I guess I'll, I'll ask you first. Like, what do you think maybe was like more dated about this movie, or do you? I mean, do you think that it stands up? Maybe that'll refresh my memory a little bit better. I think comedies have gotten smarter. Yeah. Like they've gotten. Oh, what's the right way? Like this movie. This movie relied a lot more on gags than it did on sort of humor. If that makes sure. sense. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It seemed more madcap and zany than it did. Like when you when you look at the trailer, you think, "Oh, this is going to be the cerebral comedy, this guy that, that gets this movie made behind Sackler's back." And there's a lot of elements of that. In, but then there's also a lot of a lot of like looking at people's butts and fart jokes, people falling down. Lot. I'm trying to think of even like you know offensive jokes. I mean, they bring in you know all the this is the top lesbian lawyer and. <laughs> That kind of thing is right. Like, I, I didn't know you were telling me. There's kind of there's yeah. kind of the thing where, like, it's played for a joke that she ends up with a woman at the end of it. And I know you were telling me that that's like a, an Anne Hesh dig, you know, kind of thing. Which I think that's I mean that's really sad and fascinating. And you know, um, that's I mean that that's definitely not cool. I think I think if that part was you know if, if they made this movie today and that was a very obvious dig like that, they would be all you know splashed all over tmz and twitter and twitter would be like cancel you know whatever but the director but i don't know i'm trying it's sad that we're looking at comedies and be like okay what can we you know cancel people for but it's true i mean there are some you know comedies that i watch now where i'm like man like you know i'm definitely not like a you know conservative person or anything at all but it's like they loaded it up with you know feminist buzzwords to the point that it's not funny anymore and it's not you know it's smart but right. it's not good it seems a little preachy preachy yeah yeah there were no like 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 stereotype wise we're trying to think of like stereotypical any kind of characters but they didn't really yeah they didn't really type any anyone in a certain way i mean they had the you know obviously the nerdy you know Kiff or Jiff or whatever his name was, you know, but, um, <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, I don't think they made fun of any groups or, you know, anything like that. Oh, you know what? I just, I just thought about it now that I'm seeing that, that picture. The Mexicans, oh, that was not, that would never fly. That was, I did not remember that scene. Yeah. The, oh my God, the getting Mexicans and they were all shooting, which I didn't understand that, but. I don't even know when I mean, we talked about this minute, but right, he's like, we didn't talk about this minute at all. You can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, bowfingerminute.com. Please like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Bowfinger Minute can be found at Welcome to Minehead, the Bowfinger Minute Listeners Center, on Facebook and on Twitter at Bowfinger Minute. There are hundreds of other Movies by Minutes podcasts available at moviesbyminutes.com. 
and for sure the movie you love is covered. Check it out! The opening song to Bowfinger Minute is sung by Mr. Math, and he is available on Spotify. That is M-I-S-T-E-R-M-A-P-H. Join us here next time on the Bowfinger Minute. In the meantime... Keep it together, keep it together, keep it together! Keep it together, I'm keeping it together! Do I look together? Out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you And just what you need Oh yeah, yeah Now that the show's underway I guess we can call it a day You're already far Sure.